الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج اشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فان خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا اولي الالباب ليس عليكم جناح ان تبتغوا فضلا من ربكم فاذا فضتم من عرفات فاذكروا الله عند المشعر الحرام واذكروه كما هداكم وان كنتم من قبله لمن الضالين ثم افيضوا من حيث افاض الناس واستغفروا الله ان الله غفور رحيم فاذا قضيتم مناسككم فاذكروا الله كذكركم اباءكم واشد ذكرا فمن الناس من يقول ربنا اتنا في الدنيا وما له في الاخره من خلاق ومنهم من يقول ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اولئك لهم نصيب مما كسبوا والله سريع الحساب صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء الا الجنه وقال عليه السلام من حج لله فلم يرفث ولم يفسق رجع كيوم ولدته امه صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ما قال ربنا وخالقنا ورازقنا من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين درو شريف پڑھ لیں ایک مرتبہ اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد دوستو بزرگ اور ریسپیکٹڈ ایلڈرز برادرز فرینڈز الحمدللہ بائی دا گریس اف اللہ وی ار ہیئر ٹو پرفارم حج اللہ پاک ہیز کیپٹ اس اپ ٹو ناؤ وید سلامتی peace security afiyat alhamdulillah nobody is fallen ill no accidents no mishaps nobody in hospital allah pak has kept us safe salamat until now we make dua that allah keeps us safe until our hajj finishes and then until we get to medina sharif and then until we get back home inshallah respected elders brothers friends as we know Hajj is one of the most virtuous ibadats. You know, Salat takes five minutes and Hajj takes lot of effort, many days, lots of money, lots of sacrifice. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha radiallahu anha, Ajruki ala qadri nasabiki. O Aisha, your reward is according to the effort you make. According to how much you tire yourself, you make an effort, you make a struggle, 
then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you according to your efforts. And in Hajj, there is a lot of effort to be done. In fact, in one place, Aisha radiallahu anha asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam permission to go in jihad. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jihadu kunna hajju. Ladies, your jihad is hajj. Because hajj is extremely tiring, very, you know, time-taking and full of effort, ibadah. So jihad also needs a lot of struggle. And hajj is also same. So all ladies, Allah will give you the sawab which Allah gives men. For jihad, Allah will give you the sawab in hajj. So for ladies, the sawab is increased when they perform hajj. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hajj-e-Mabroor's reward is nothing but Jannah. Many people die straight after Hajj. Many die during Hajj. So if their Hajj was Mabroor, Makhbool, then they will go straight into Jannah. If our Hajj is Mabroor, Makhbool, Inshallah, then we keep on the same track for the rest of our lives until we die. Then Inshallah, our reward is also direct Jannah. So we have to make an effort, try our best to make our Hajj Mabroor. How can we make our Hajj Mabroor and Makhbool accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. He said, Man hajja lillahi wa lam yarfuth wa lam yafsuq, raja'aka yawmin wa ladathu ummuhu. Whosoever does hajj for the sake of Allah, and he speaks no indecent words during the hajj, and he commits no sin, no disobedience during the hajj, then he will return from that hajj as though, uh, as, as he was on the day his mother gave birth to him. As clean, pure, saaf, sutra, as on the day of his birth, he had no sins on his shoulders. So on that day, when he performs his hajj, he will be like the day his mother gave birth to him or her. So, Hajj is extremely rewarding and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said three things Lillahi which means we need ikhlas honesty sincerity Alhamdulillah we have that ikhlas we have not come here for show for pomp for to show people Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Imamul Mukhlisin even when he was coming for Hajj he was sitting on his camel and the, the rope of that camel was very simple, worth only two dirhams. And the saddle was not very expensive either. And he was wearing simple ihram. And then he was saying, Labbaik bihajjatin la afihi wala sum'ata. I am saying Labbaik of a hajj in which there is no show and no name and fame. I'm not doing hajj for any name and fame or to show people. I'm just doing hajj to, to, for, with ikhlas, sincerity, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek His pleasure. So number one, we must make intention that our hajj is to seek the pleasure of Allah and for no other reason. And then number two, falam yarfuth. He does not speak any rafath. Rafath is any talk of sexual nature in the presence of women with your between husband and wife there should be no such talk or hint or ishara kinaya this is called rafa and among friends when you are talking there should be no this type of talk 
Kur'an also said, فَلَا رَفَسَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَادَ فِي الْحَجِ There should be no rafas. What happens is, when you, uh, today our minds are ajeeb. We live in a society which is ajeeb, filled with all these evils, nudity, nakedness, pornography, ajeeb. You know, yesterday I received this message on WhatsApp that the Mufti of Egypt, Mufti Ali Gumwa, he said that Egypt should allow nudist beats, beaches in Egypt because in the time of the Prophet, Muslims used to do tawaf of the house naked. La hawla wa la illa billah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajihun. It was the mushriks before Islam who used to do tawaf naked. Islam came and put a break to it. Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam announced during Hajjatul, before Hajjatul Bada, when he sent Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq for Hajj in the year 9, one year before he came in the year 10. Makkah was conquered in the year 8. But in the year 9, he sent Abu Bakr as Amirul Hajj. And few announcements were made. And in that announcement, one was made that from now on, nobody can perform tawaf unclothed. You have to cover your body when you do tawaf. In the Jahiliyyah time, men used to do tawaf during the day without clothes. And women used to do tawaf at night without clothes. So Islam said, and they used to have you no know, logic behind it. They would say, oh, you know, in these clothes we may committed lots of sins. So how can we do tawaf of the house of Allah in the same clothes in which we have sinned? So we have to take those clothes off. So they would come to Kaaba, and when they would see Kaaba, they would just loosen their clothes and take them off, and then proceed naked and do tawaf naked. This was the mushrik's habit. Now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam made an announcement that no one can, even though mushriks were present at that time in, in the year 9. So he said even those who are present at this moment, you are not allowed to do tawaf naked, you have to keep your clothes on. And the second announcement was that this is your last year. From the next year, no mushrik will be allowed to perform hajj. فَلَا يَقْرَبُ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامِ so those who were in the close by, nearby vicinity, they were also told that from now on, you will not be allowed to come for Hajj. Only those who believe in the oneness of Allah, Tawheed, will be able to come for Hajj. So, we are living in an ajib time. This is a mufti of a country and he is saying this nudity and promoting this nudity. So, we live in a, in, in a society in which there is lots and lots of these things, pornography, is at fingertips in our, on our mobiles. Even while we are here, we might be sitting in the masjid. And these things pop up on our mobiles. And we have to close them quickly. What is this? In the house of Allah. So on our mobiles, on, in our homes, on TV, everywhere. So our mind has become sex mad. And this, these things, filth and evil, always bombarded upon our brains. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us 1400 years ago that Fala Rafat, once you start your ihram, don't even think evil. Don't think bad. Your thought should be kept under control. Your mind should be under control. Don't say any indecent words. Because when you say these types of things, then you could be encouraged to perform any sexual activity. Maybe sometimes people ihram is extended. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa came for Hajj and he was in Ihram for nearly 14-15 days. 
So if a person is in long ihram and he thinks of this nature during ihram or he speaks such words during ihram, then he could fall into some this type of activity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the brakes on right at the beginning that as soon as you start your ihram, you should control your thoughts, control your words, don't say anything indecent. And fala rafas. And then Allah said, Wala fusu, there should be no sinning. And wala jidal, no quarreling. No sinning. Think, my dear brothers and sisters, what sin can we commit during ihram? First, first, the sin of the tongue. Backbiting. And we do lots of backbiting even in Haram Sharif. We are sitting in Haram Sharif. We should be busy in Zikr. We should be reading Quran. But we backbite. We do ghibat. <laughs> laughing, joking, talking about others, commenting on others. Oh, look at him, look at her, look at this, look at that. This is wrong, that is wrong. Now, why should we keep commenting on others? Why can we not busy ourselves in something good, valuable, zikr, fikr? Ghibat is a very heinous sin. A grave sin. Ghibat and backbiting is something which eats up the hasanat. And it, 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 it makes our good deeds go to the other people. So we have to avoid ghibat. Make an intention that during ihram, I'm never going to say a single bad word about any person. Even though I might be hurt, I might be feeling bad, but I'm going to control my tongue. I won't say anything bad about any other person. <coughs> Inshallah, if you control yourselves in ihram, then Allah will give you the ability to control yourself outside ihram as well. But if you don't control yourself in ihram, then this habit will remain in future after you go home and throughout the rest of your lives as well. So you have to control yourself during ihram, make an intention that inshallah I'm not going to say a single bad word about anyone. Ghibat is really bad. Quran Park said, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا I remember this, I mentioned this incident which I read in Kitabul Manamat. Hazrat Ibn Abi Dunya Rahmatullah writes, there was this saintly person sitting inside masjid. He was busy in his tasbihat. And there were a few people talking, talking. And in their talk, they started gossiping about someone, commenting, saying bad things about someone. So he said, oh bhai, you are sitting in masjid. Stop doing given. So they stopped. After a while, they went back to that same subject. And we are, as we all know, gossip is juicy. There's so much juice in there. We love it. So they went back to that same subject and talking about him again. So the Buzuruk said, Oh, bhai, quiet. And you should try and stop someone who's doing given. Hazrat Ji Maulana Inamul Hassan Sahib, when he was very young, you know, he was sitting with his friends and someone said something bad about Sahib. Quiet. And then Hazrat got up and said, I'm going to make a cup of tea. And he went and he busied himself and took a lot of time. And when he comes back, they had changed the subject and busied themselves in something else. So he stopped the ghibat. He protected himself from ghibat and protected the others from ghibat as well. Now this person stopped them two, three times. But they went back to the same subject. So the third, fourth time, 
he also added one small sentence. He is like that. That's why people are talking bad about him. And then he kept busy with his tasbih zikr. At night he saw a dream. That there is huge giant person. Scary. And he has a tray in his hands. And in that tray is pork. He brings it to him. And he says eat this. He said, mm, this is pork, I can't eat that. He said, what you ate in the masjid, while you were sitting in masjid, what you ate from the flesh of your Muslim brother is worse than eating this. But you ate that, so you have to eat this as well. And he forced that pork into his mouth. And he said, I woke up. And from then on, for 40 days and nights, whenever I used to sit down to eat something, I could feel the bitterness of that dream in my throat. Now this person was a saintly person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reprimanded him. Now we are always busy in ghibat. How long is Allah going to reprimand us? We have to keep this in mind that in hajj, during ihram, la fusuq, ghibat is fisk, ghibat is transgression, ghibat is disobedience, it's a sin. So we have to control our tongue. May Allah give us tawfiq to do so. And sin of the eye. We have to control our eyes. Don't stare at the opposite gender. First of all, ladies should wear proper ihram. We know that in ihram, the face should be uncovered. Well, I wouldn't say uncovered. Cloth should not touch the facial skin. If you are doing niqab, wear some topi cap by which your face can be covered. If you can't, if you don't have the strength and the energy, then at least, you know, be modest in your hijab. Wear hijab properly. From the hairline, someone asked, from the hairline, your hair should be covered properly. Hair should not be visible from the front. Also, don't wear any flashy clothes. Wear simple clothes. You don't have to wear black. My Ustad Sheikh Yunus Saab said, "Ye kala burka pata nahi aurton ne kahan se nikala hai. Ye Islami color nahi hai. Ye koi Islam mein zaruri nahi hai black kapda pehenna. You can wear whichever color you like. But the thing is, it should not be flashy and attractive. Sometimes burkas can be attractive as well. So don't wear any attractive clothing. Wear simple clothing. In fact, during Ihram, if you can find white clothes, is better for you." Because white clothes keeps you cool and it's heat resistance, heat repellent. So if you can wear white, white, white burqa or white jubba, then it will be easier for you. So wear some proper clothing. And similarly on the men's side, you are in ihram. Make sure you cover your body properly. In the presence of ladies, don't uncover your chest and your body. Cover yourself properly, be modest. Because we both have to keep our eyes down. We should not, we are not allowed to stare at one another. So we have to look down. So the sin of the eye, we have to avoid. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said to Hazrat Fadl ibn Abbas, who was a young man, who was his cousin. He said to him, on the day of Arafat, when Rasulullah sallallahu was going, and he was riding behind the Prophet sallallahu One handsome, pretty lady, Approach and ask a question. 
Habib Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam answered her. And Fadl looked, looked at her. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned his face away. And he said, Yabna akhi, inna hadha yawmun man malaka fihi sam'ahu wa basarahu. And in one riwayat, wa lisanahu ghafarallahu lahu. Dear son, this day is such a blessed day that whoever controls his eyes and his ears and his tongues, Allah will forgive his sins. So keep your eyes under control, keep your ears under control, don't listen to songs, don't listen to other things. You might be saying, Malsa, what are you talking about? There will be people who will be listening to songs in Minarfa. I'm telling you, people are ajeeb. So we have to understand that this is the environment. Their life is always into listening to songs, so they can't control themselves. They have to listen to songs, so they listen to songs there as well. So you have to avoid these types of musics and songs, and also hebat and backbiting. It's also evil. Control your ears, control your eyes, control your tongue. This is fala ravasa, wala fusuqa. No fisq, no transgression. Think of other things which you can do, other sins, disobedience which you can do during ihram. You are in Mina, you are in Arafat, you go to the shop or vendor to buy some fruit or drink or something. And he gives you, you know, more change than what you deserve. And you also cheat him and take from him. You buy more and pay less. People do these things. People do these things over here in Haram, in Bin Dawood. This person who works in Bindau tells me, Mulana Sahib, Hajis do ajib kisam ki chodis. This Haji comes and he, you know, he or she takes an expensive handbag, small, and he puts it inside a large, cheap handbag, and he comes to the counter to pay for the cheap handbag. And he was caught on the camera, we opened the handbag, and there was the expensive handbag inside. So people, you know, cheat like this over here, pickpockets. They pick people's pockets and steal money. You know, in, in Mina, be careful. Because there will be people who might try to steal your mobile phone. Who might try to steal your pouch. This person, last year or the year before, he was in the Canada group. They just, they just arrived at Mina. And settled everything down. And he needed to go to relieve himself. Now the toilets were such that the toilet was a bit down and the road above was a bit, you know, the pathway was a bit high. So he took his pouch off and hung it onto the uh, hooks. Now he is there relieving himself. One thief passes by and he sees his nice chance. He puts his hand down and takes that pouch and runs away. His credit card, his spending money, his mobile, everything was inside. He was left with nothing. So you do get thieves who sin in Mina, in Arafat, in Muzdalifah as well. So we have to be careful. We are mentioning these so we can be alert and careful during our, you know, travels. And we shouldn't be, you know, too relaxed. That, oh, everybody is farishta over here and nobody sins over here. Don't judge everybody according to yourself that I don't sin, so nobody else is going to sin. There are some shaitans out there as well. You have to be careful of those shaitans. So, Allah Park said, وَلَا Think of any sin which you can do and avoid that sin. And then Allah also mentioned, وَلَا jidala. There should be no jidal in the hajj. Quarreling, arguing, fighting. This Allah hates, quarreling and arguing. Don't, don't argue, don't quarrel. You know, arguing, fighting is no good. Especially 
those are used based on location, tribe, family, lineage. Allah hates that. Once, you know, something happened in Medina Munawwara, while Rasulullah is still alive, something happened between Muhajirin and Ansar. One an- Muhajir, you know, something happened and hit one Ansari, or said something rude. And the Ansari got angry and he retaliated. And he called in Ansar. And the Muhajiri called the Muhajirin. Now, Ya Allah Ansar, Ya Allah Muhajirin. And now they are both arguing and fighting, you know, fight is about to start and they are all both at each other's throats. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa heard this and he rushed. And he said, oh, toba, toba, stop, 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 what's going on? And he used the words, Da'uha fa'innaha muntinatun. He said, leave this, this is stinking, this call of racism, this call of arguing and fighting is, is stinking, it's smelly. Leave this smelly and stinking call of fighting for one another because of racism. It's not allowed, it's haram. Think of it, my dear brothers. Shabi Qadar, how blessed it is. And you know the hadith. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa came out of his house to inform people that tonight is Shabi Qadar. Because he was told by Allah. And as he had come out, he saw two people arguing. And they were arguing really badly, shouting at one another. So he calmed them down. He said, wait, 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 wait. Why are you arguing? What's this calling for? And one said, Ya Rasulullah, he owes me money and he's not giving me back. And the Prophet said, okay, bhai, what's up? He said, I don't have any money and he's pestering me. So Prophet said, one minute, how much does he owe you? He owes me 80 dinars. So he said, okay, you know, he's poor, unable to pay, reduce the amount. So he said, okay, Ya Rasulullah, I, I half my debt. If he gives me 40, I'm okay with that. 40 dinars. Dinar is gold coin. Dinar is silver coin. So he gave, let him off with 40 gold coins. If he gives me back my 40, I'm happy with that. So Prophet said, okay, bye, oh, go and get it from somewhere. Find it. Take loan from someone else. But pay him off now. He needs it. He's desperate for his money. So, bye, bye, bye. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam calmed them both down and uh, he told him go and find your 40 from somewhere and give it to him. So he said okay. Now Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came inside the masjid and he said I came here to inform you of the exact time or the day of Laylatul Qadr, exact night of Laylatul Qadr, which I was told. However, two people were arguing, and this caused me to forget the exact timing of Laylatul Qadr. Now, I won't be able to tell you, however, I can give you some signs that it will be on the odd nights of the last ten nights of Ramadan. So seek for Laylatul Qadr in the last ten odd nights of Ramzan. Now you see here the effect of arguing. And we have too many arguments around our homes, family, feuds, community, masjid, <coughs> committees, and also everywhere we see quarrels, arguments, fights, cases, cases of miras, inheritance, but not distributing wealth properly, and arguments between brothers, sisters, family members. Now these are all really bad and they're not good, they're not healthy. 
تو اللہ پاک سے ان احرام ٹرائی اینڈ اوائڈ آل آرگیومنٹس کارلنگس میک یور سیلف ایز ہمبل ایز گڈ مینج ایز ویل بہیو ایز اے گڈ پرسن ایز یو کین دس از وائی ان ون حدیث نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم واز آس ما بر الحج یا رسول اللہ واٹ از دا ورچو آف حج نیکی آف حج اینڈ دا پروفیس صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ریپلائی اطعام الطعام ولین الکلام فیڈنگ فوڈ ٹو پیپل اینڈ ٹاکنگ ان اے سافٹ مینر ڈونٹ ریز یور وائس ڈونٹ آرگیو ٹرائی اینڈ کیپ یور وائس لو اینڈ بی سافٹ اسپوکن پرسن اینڈ بی جینرس بی سخی بی کائنڈ سو کائنڈنیس جینروسٹی اینڈ بینگ سافٹلی اسپوکن میکس یور حج حج مبرور اینڈ اٹ میکس اٹ ویلیوبل حج مقبول سو دیز آر اے فیو سائنس وچ آور پروفیس صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم گیو ٹو از ٹو میک آور حج مبرور مقبول فائنلی نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سید الحج المبرور نئی صلی اللہ علماء ایکسپلین دیٹ حج مبرور can also be such a hajj which is life changing in which a per in which a person becomes and changes for the better if you look at his life before hajj and if you look at his life after hajj you can see complete difference in it today you know hajj has become so widespread that the value of hajj has gone down Whereas in previous gone by years, when a person would perform Hajj, he would be given the title of a Haji. And later on, throughout his life, he would be called Haji Sahib. In one village, one town, there would be a Haji and the whole town would inspect him. But this is Haji Sahib. He has done Hajj. He has done Hajj. Al-Hajj. In the title of Ulama. They would write Al-Hajj, Al-Hafiz, Al-Allama, Al-Hujjah. So Al-Hajj would be a special title. And Haji would be someone who would have, mashallah, nice beard, nice clothes. And he would be in the, you know, masjid. And he would be praying salah properly. His life would have changed. So we want to go, you know, in this manner. That when we go back, you know, we can be respected by the community. We keep a beard. We wear proper clothing. We go to the masjid properly. We frequent the masjid, pray namaz inside the masjid. So, and you know, Hajjan. Hajjan also becomes changed person. Her life is changed. She is a different person. The whole area, the whole, you know, vicinity, neighborhood. They can all realize that this lady has gone for Hajj. She is a Hajjan. So, Haji and Hajjan used to be a special title. Because in those days, Hajj would change the life of a person. They would be a completely different person. So we, we need to make an intention that inshallah my hajj is going to change my life. When I go back, I'm going to leave all my bad habits and I'm going to become a good person, a better person so people can recognize that alhamdulillah his hajj had, has had a, a profound effect on him or her. So... This is Hajjim Abroor, which is life-changing, and we change as a person for the better. My dear brothers, when we understand the value and the virtues of Hajj, now 
we move on from Fazail to Masail. Little bit of Masail now of Hajj. Today is Wednesday. And tomorrow is Thursday. Many people were asking, can we start our Ihram from Thursday night? Why? Because we want to do Sa'i first. I said, no problem, you can do so. We are into the month of Hajj, so you can start Hajj Ihram whenever you want. You can start it today if you want to. Your final limit will be Friday night Isha Salah. You should be in Ihram before Friday night Isha. Because between Isha and Fajr, the coaches will arrive to take us to Mina. So you have to be in Ihram before you depart for Mina. Now, those who want to start early, no problem. Thursday night is a good time. And especially for those who want to do Sa'i first as well. Let me talk about those who don't want to do Sa'i first. All they need to do is, you know, have a shower, wash the body thoroughly, soap, shampoo, whatever you want. Clean yourself, clean your body thoroughly. And then, if you need to clip your nails, trim your moustache, by all means, chehra, hajamat, you can do it. And if you can avoid it, it's mustahab better for those who are doing qurbani to avoid it. But if you can't, you feel irritated, and you want to do your hajamat, do it. Also, you want to use some perfume, deodorant, use as much as you want before ihram. Put on your body as much perfume as you want. And after shower, washing yourself, applying perfume, getting ready, put your ihram clothes on. For hajj ihram, you don't need to go to masjid Aisha. You can start your ihram from your own room. You can go to the haram and start your ihram from haram. It would be mustahab, desirable, to begin your ihram from haram sharif. And putting your ihram on, going into haram sharif, praying two rakats, four rakats, six rakats, eight rakats, as many rakats as Allah gives you tawfiq, and then making dua and starting your ihram. If you don't want to go to haram sharif, you want to start from your own room, you can start from your own room as well, no problem. So, you, for, this is for those, you can do it on Friday night, before Isha, or immediately after Isha. Shower, getting your ihram on, and being ready for the buses when they arrive. For those who want to perform Sa'i, first, you can go on Thursday night, come here after Isha, have your food, and then, you know, go in a group. Go with a few people. Make a timing, let's say 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, because that is a time which is relatively calm for Tawaf and Sa'i. Now, there will be plenty of people, as you can notice in Salat now, that all the Hajis from Medina Sharif are here. So the crowd is increasing by the minute. So there will be lots of people around. So what you need to do is keep the timings in mind. Don't go on the wrong time. Who are the right time when the doors are, gates are open and uh, they are allowing people inside and you can do your tawaf with ease and your sa'i with ease. Go in, so, start your ihram on Thursday night. Shower, washing body, putting the ihram chadal on, applying perfume, 
praying two rakat namaz. Now, if you're doing sa'i first, you need to have three things. Number one, your ihram of hajj. Hajj ihram should be started. Because you can't do hajj sa'i without hajj ihram. You want to do the hajj wajib sa'i? You have to put your ihram on first. So number one, ihram. Number two, hajj sa'i is wajib. And before that wajib sa'i, you need to do one nafil tawaf. Okay? So you can do, you have to do one nafil tawaf. In that nafil tawaf, you go your ihram on, you have to open your shoulder, expose it, and you have to do ramal. If you can, if the, you know, uh, if it allows you, if there's not too much crowd. After doing seven rounds tawaf, and praying your two rakats at Maqam Ibrahim or wherever you can, then you drink zamzam and you go to sa'i. <coughs> tawaf, in the tawaf, the niyyad you make is nafil tawaf. Okay? It's not hajj tawaf, it's nafil tawaf. It's only a requirement for sa'i. Because you can't do sa'i without this tawaf. Even though it's nafil, but it's a requirement of performing a nafil tawaf before the hajj sa'i. So number two, you do your nafil tawaf. And then number three, you go to Safa Marwa and you do your Hajj Wajib Sa'i. Make niyat, I am doing my Sa'i which is Wajib for me, uh, for Hajj, and do your seven rounds. This, you know, this is a reminder, I think I, think I mentioned this over here as well, that in Hajj, there are only two Faraz and six Wajib. Okay, three Faraz if you want to. One Faraz is having a Haram on and saying Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Second for us is Wukufi Arafat. On the ninth, staying in Arafat between Zohar and Maghrib. And the third for us is Tawafi Ziyarat, which we come here on the tenth and we do Tawafi Ziyarat. These are the main two for us of, of Hajj. And then six wajibs are number one, Wukufi Muzdalifa. Number two, Rami of Shaitans. Number three, Qurbani. And number four, shaving the head or trimming the hair. And number five, Safa Marwa Sa'i, Hajj. And number six, Tawafi Vida. Okay? These are six wajibs in Hajj. There may be some wajibs within wajibs or wajibs within farz, but the main farz and wajib are these. Simple. Don't be you know, too parishan, oh Baba, how am I going to do everything? No, Hajj is very simple. Don't worry about anything. And Alhamdulillah, we are here for you. Your, you know, your guides, your group leaders, they are experienced. They've been doing Hajj for the past 20, 25 years. And they know the Masail. They'll try and make your Hajj as smooth and as safe as possible. So just go according to the instructions and inshallah your hajj will be proper inshallah without any mistakes and without any defects inshallah. So you've done your, uh, you've put your ihram on how two rakat namaz and after two rakat namaz like we did at the airport. After two rakat namaz making niyat. Allahumma inni uridul hajja fayassirhu li wa taqabbalhu minni. If it's Hajjatul Islam, say, Oh Allah, I am doing my farz, Hajjatul Islam. Make my Hajj easy for me and accept it. If it's Hajj Badal, 
Oh Allah, I am doing Hajjah Badal on behalf of my father, on behalf of my mother, on behalf of so and so. Please accept my Hajjah Badal and uh, reward me as well and reward the Marhum as well. And make my Hajj easy for me. Your intention is done. And then you say, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. Three times. Labbaik, La Sharika Laka Labbaik, Inna Alhamda wa Ni'mata Laka wal Mulk, La Sharika Laka. Minimum of three times. And then, number three, Dua. So, the, remember the procedure. Niyat, Labbaik, and Dua. Raise your hands up and make Dua. How Dua? First of all, praise Allah. Then, send Dru Sharif on the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then, do Tawbah Istighfar. Ya Allah, I am doing Istighfar, Tawbah, repenting from my all past sins. I'm never going to sin again. Please give me the Tawfiq to be steadfast and to stick to my Tawbah and my repentance. And protect me from going back on my Tawbah and on my repentance. I repent to you from major sins, minor sins, the ones which I committed in the daylight, the ones which I committed in the darkness of the night, the ones which I did deliberately, the ones I, which I did by mistake. I am repenting from all sins, accept my tawbah, accept my repentance. Because you need to repent first and foremost from your past sins, so that they can be forgiven and you can avoid in future. So you make dua, and then you do your tawaf nafli, and make lots of dua during your nafli tawaf as well. Read the duas for tawaf. And then go for sa'i. Make your sa'i. Inshallah before fajr of Jumu'ah, you should be you know, ready with your ihram, your tawaf nafli done, your sa'i done. Pray your tahajjud fajr. Relax. Take it easy. It's Friday. So Friday, last Friday, we told you to go early. And mashallah, most of you went. But this Friday is going to be a bit tough, so take it easy. One Haji Sahib said to me, Mawlana Sahib, Ye sab aapne fazilat bayan kar di, aur garwale hamko subah, aad bade se gasheed ke lege. Aur air condition mein bitha diya, mein to freeze ho gaya. To aisa mat karna. Ke freeze mat ho jana, kwa ja kar, aapne hisaab se jana. Aur aram se, take it easy. Aap thakke huye bhi hai, you need some sleep, you haven't slept at night. So if you want to relax, relax, take it easy. You've got a tiring journey ahead of you. So Juma ke liye, if you can go early and sleep in the masjid, that's good. If not, then you go maybe 11 o'clock, 11.15, 11.30, go into King Abdullah Haram if it's possible. If the roads are blocked, you can't get there, then don't sit in the uh, sun. Because the heat can strike you, it can make, make you fall ill. Last week, we had two, three, you know, ladies... Abshi ladies who were sitting outside in the sun and they were struck by the heat and they collapsed. One lady was in our hotel lobby and they were attending to her. Another one was outside. So be mindful. If you can buy an umbrella, then do so. Keep a white umbrella with you. It's only about 5-10 riyals. So keep an umbrella with you if you have to sit in the sun. And you will need the umbrella when you get to Mina Arafat as well. You know, in the previous years, Hajj was in November, December. So, it was relatively cool. But now we are coming to the summer months. We are now in August, and then we, September, uh, August, and then it's going into July, and then June. So, day by day, Hajj is coming into the summer months. And at the moment as well, the heat is intense. 41 degrees, 45 degrees. So, we have to be careful, keep our, you know, look after our health ourselves. Nobody else is going to look after us. We have to look after ourselves. 
So, take it easy for Jumma namaz. If you can get to Darut Tawheed or Hilton, there are musallas in there. Go inside and sit in that musalla. You can pray your Jumma in there as well if you want. Anyway, Friday night, you are ready. Inshallah, now we move on to Yawmut Tarwiyah. Saturday, in which we have to get to Mina. Inshallah, we will get to Mina by night. One thing, some brothers and sisters want to do Paidal Hajj. Okay, of course, Paidal Hajj, walking Hajj, is more rewarding than Hajj with uh, traveling. However, keep in mind that Paidal Hajj is not easy. Okay, especially in the heat. So, maybe you can do a little bit of Paidal from here to Mina. But from Mina to Arafat and back from Arafat to Muzdalifah, you have to come by bus. But even then, Shweb Bai is saying, don't go Paidal. Try and stick to the group and uh, stay with the group. The reason for that is, number one, heat. Number two, it could take a couple of hours. Couple of hours, believe me. Because we feel that Mina is only three miles, four miles from here. But it's not three, four miles. It's four miles from Haram Sharif to the Hudud of Mina. And you have to walk from here to the Hudud of Haram to the tunnel. Where you have to go through. Maybe that's a one mile from here. And then when you get to Mina, you have to travel to the Europa Khaima tents which are right at the end near the slaughterhouse. So that may be another two, three miles. And plus, you might not know the route and you could get lost. So we will advise against walking. Even then, if someone is persistent, we will not stop them. They can do so, but we can only guide you. You will have to come there yourself. Because we as group leaders have to stay with the group. And go by a bus according to the you know, instruction of the ministry and the Muslims. Anyway, whether you get by bus or you want to come there, pedal, it's up to you. We get to our tents. We have to pray Saturdays, maybe Fajr if we get there early. And then, uh, inshallah, Zohar, Asar, Maghrib, Isha and the Fajr of Sunday in uh, Mina. Five namaz. We will give you some instruction. There will be bayan in Mina as well, inshallah, in the tent. We will give you some instruction of why we come to Mina what is the wisdom behind coming to Mina and some hidayat with regards to Mina in the tents, inshallah. Relax in Mina, you know, and uh, keep calm. Don't run around too much, you know, keep your body relaxed for the following day for your Arafat, which is first. On Monday morning, Monday morning, what is Arafat? Sunday. Bismillah. Hmm. Sorry, my mistake. Sunday. 9-11. Sunday is 9-11. So, 9-11 we will be in Arafat, inshallah. A memorable day that we were in Arafat on 9-11. So, we, on Sunday, 9-11, we will be in Arafat, inshallah. We get there maybe 9-10 o'clock and uh, relax, have shower if possible. If not, no problem. Wukuf time starts after Zawal, but you should keep yourself busy before Zawal as well. 10, 11 o'clock, keep reading Quran Sharif, you know, Surah Kaf, 
سورہ واقعہ سورہ مزمل سورہ تبارک اللذی سورہ رحمان and then دروش شریف as much as possible keep yourself busy in some form of zikr for reading Quran you must have wuzu but for doing zikr you don't need to have wuzu so even if your wuzu breaks you put Quran on one side you are lying down you have tasbih in your hands keep your tasbih keep tasbih with you whether it's the counter or whether it's the tasbih but tasbih will be very uh, extremely handful and uh, uh, helpful while you are there because you will need the tasbih to count your tasbihats so keep a tasbih with you buy one it's only a few reals if you don't have one already then keep one tasbih with you we will give you the azkar of arafat which are mentioned in the hadith of bayhaqi will shoaib bai will give out papers as well simple astaghfar 100 times and then fourth kalma la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu lahu almulku wa lahu alhamdu yuhyi bihi wa lahu shikrid 100 times qul huwallahu ahad surah ikhlas 100 times and namaz wala durud durud ibrahimi with walaina ma'hum 100 times and you perform these azkar allah pak will say mera banda kya mangta hai jo mangta hai milega because you glorified me you praised me you you mentioned my tawhid and you've sent durud on my beloved prophet ask i will give you whatever you want this is what the hadith of bihaqi says so you do these azkar and also other azkar as mentioned before we will be praying zohar at roughly 1 o'clock and asar at roughly 4 o'clock 4:30 somewhere around that time according to how our group leaders uh, instruct us because we are all hanafi we will be praying both in our own times because hanafi research is that you combine them if you go to the main jamaat in masjid namira with amirul hajj if you pray behind amirul hajj in masjid namira of course you can combine but if you pray on your own or you free pray in, uh, with a jamaat of yourself in your own tent you have to pray them on their own separate times so that is what we will be doing so after asar namaz when you completed all your wazaifs we will be busying ourselves in duhas now remember arafah day is the best day of all these hajj period and the virtues of the first 10 days of zilhijjah is because of the day of arafah nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned in hajjatul wada he was asked what is hajj ya rasulullah and he replied al hajju arafah hajj is spending the day of arafat properly in maidan arafat if you spend this day properly that means your hajj is proper but if you waste time and you don't spend that time properly you know sometimes in arafat maidan people are wasting time as i mentioned once i went out to find some laban or milk and i heard two young men from our british hujjaj talking about the game between manchester united and liverpool <laughs> that day it was a saturday and it was a soccer game day and they were talking yaar who result kya kya hua score kya hua so they are in maidan arafat not remembering allah not doing zikr not doing any dua and thinking about the soccer game they are here but the mind is there what is the point if your body is here and your mind is there the main thing is that your body and mind and heart are everything into what you are doing so in arafat maidan your heart and mind should be also attached to allah subhanahu wa taala so make an attempt 
that we get rid of negligence, we get rid of all the ghaflat, and we busy ourselves into zikr and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Shaitan has never been seen more disgraced, more humiliated, and more down than he is seen on the day of Arafah. This is because he sees Allah's rahmah and mercy showering on the congregation, Allah's forgiveness. And the amount of forgiveness Allah, you know, forgives on that day, that he bites his teeth and he's angry and he says, and then his chelas come, why are you so angry? He says, you not see, I made these people sin for their lives, 25, 30, 40, 50 years. And they just came in, they shed a few tears, Allah forgive me, Allah forgive me, and Allah has forgiven them. All my hard work of 30, 40 years has gone to wait. So this is what disgraces him and makes him cry. So we have to remember, Allah's mercy is showering upon the congregation. And you will feel a deep peace, tranquility, serenity, and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. So we need to get that within us. The love of Allah, the muhabbat of Allah, the attachment and connection with Allah. And we have to feel that. And for that, as we said, make sure you control your tongue in Maidan Arafat. Don't say any bad words. Don't backbite anyone. Don't make any silly comments. Don't put anybody down. You know, don't degrade anyone. And these sins should be avoided in order to attract Allah's rahmat and mercy on that day. May Allah make that day easy for us. And may Allah give us tawfiq to do things which are, you know, beneficial for us in this life and in the hereafter, inshallah. Inshallah, we do proper a'mal on the day of Arafat in the evening on Sunday, we will be moving on to Muzdalifa. What time? We don't know either. It could be anything after Maghrib. Maybe Maghrib Askal kitne baje hai? Mufti Yunusaw? It could be anything from 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. It's the Mu'allims who will decide what, when our turn comes and when we have to leave. They draw lots. And there are 25 groups in one Mu'allim's uh, care. So he will draw lots and he will give the numbers. Example, so our number could be 4, it could be 5, it could be 15, it could be 20, 25. So they will say, your number is such. The group leaders will keep a watch. And when our number comes close, they will say, 5, 6 number has come, now 7, 8 is our number. Hai. So they will call us, Chalo, come to the exit. So then we have to get ready, get to the exit, and then board the bus, and the bus will take us. Like it took us from Mina to Arafat in the morning, in the evening, the bus will take us from Arafat to Muzdaliba. Now in Arafat, you have tents, you have fans, you have AC, maybe, inshallah, if Allah wills. But in Arafat, in Muzdaliba, you won't have tents, let alone any AC or fans or anything. We will be sleeping under the roof of the sky. As Maulana Abrarul Haqsab, Shaykhul Hadith of Tarkeshwar, used to say, I heard in one of his bayans, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a haji to leave everything behind. So from his home in Toronto or London, Allah said, leave your family, leave your house, leave your luxury, leave your car, leave your transport, and your luxurious house, you know, Shwaib Bais, mashallah, beautiful house, leave everything behind. And then, you come here, and leave your clothes away as well, put your ihram on. 
and then you come here, do your tawaf. You are in this hotel, there is luxury here as well. You have a nice room, nice washroom, and alhamdulillah clean, you know, you are at ease. Then Allah says, leave this as well, go to Mina. In Mina you've got nice tents and AC and everything. Allah says, go to Arafat, leave that, and you only have tents. Before, we only used to have fans, no AC. And the tents were also small. They were made from cloth. And uh, it wasn't so easy, it was really hard. I remember during our first Hajj in 1989, it was really, really, really hot. And many people collapsed. In fact, one lady went berserk. You know, she just, she just lost it. And she was screaming and, you know, shouting and throwing things around and hitting whoever came in her way. And her family had to, you know, literally restrain her. And then drag her to the dispensary. And they gave her some shots and uh, some, you know, uh, uh, liquid, uh, drip. And then she calmed down after that. So it could happen, she could, you know, these things. So in those days, we never had any facilities. But now, alhamdulillah, there. However, Marana Abrar Sahib says, when the haji comes to Muzdalifa, Allah Pak says, haji, you, you have to leave everything behind. Now there is no roof on your head either. It's only me and you. So you are lying on that floor, in the middle of the road, in the sand, among the stones, among the, you know, sharp stones. And you are hurting, you are uncomfortable. But even in that state, you have to remember Allah. You have to attach your heart to Allah. You have to feel that pleasure. Alhamdulillah, I am pleased. If Allah wants me to this way, then I will, I will behave in this way as well. And if Allah wants to keep me like this, and Allah wants me to leave everything what He is saying, I will leave everything. Look at the state of Sahaba, this one Allah They left everything when they migrated from Makkah. Their homes, their businesses, their properties, their monies, their clothing, their families. And everything they left with nothing, just with the clothes they were wearing to Medina Sharif. And then they sacrificed their lives, their time, their effort, their money for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi We are not required to do all that. All we are required to do the little bit of this effort. So we have to keep in mind that Alhamdulillah, I am doing this for the sake of Allah. And Allah will be happy with me if I do what Allah is t- telling me to do. So, inshallah, with pleasure, with happiness, we will arrive in Muzdalifa. You have to go through a little bit of effort. We will go through that. We will take it on the chin. And wherever we find a good space, we will settle down inshallah. In Muzdalifa, you know, we will rest a little bit. We will have to pray our Maghrib, Isha, as we will explain. Pick up pebbles from there, you know, 50, 60 pebbles. And then we have, will give you a bag. You can put them in the bag. Keep them safe. And inshallah, on, uh, you know, spend the night. In the morning, Wukufe Muzdalifa. Get up for Tahajjud, pray some Tahajjud namaz. And then, Fajr namaz as soon as the time starts. And after Fajr, you know, Wukuf, some Tasbihat. And after Tasbihat, we will try and make Ijtima'i Dua, inshallah. Like we did in Arafat, we will do Ijtima'i Dua over here as well. You know, last year or the year before, in one of the Canadian groups, there was this Molana Sahib who led the Zohar Salat, Asar Salat in Arafat in his group. And he made the dua in Arafat as well. Made everyone cry. Long dua. And then at night they were coming to Muzdalifa. And along the way, in the bus, you know, he was getting short of breath. And they stopped the bus, brought him down. By the time they bring him down, he had gone, departed from this dunya. 
Allah Akbar, after doing his Hajj, main arkan of Hajj, Arafat, after doing Tawbah, Istighfar, shedding few tears, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls him over. I mean, you know, he was a young man, healthy man. Young man with his family, he had left his children in India with the in-laws and he had come with his wife over here. But Allah wanted to call him over, Allah took him, took him there. So anything can happen to anyone. You know, life is not guaranteed. Death can come at any time to anyone. So we have to be ready for that. We have to make Tawbah, Istighfar, Nadamat in Arafat, lots of du'as, lots of du'as in Muzdalifah as well, inshallah. And then from Muzdalifah, this is the moment which we ourselves will ask you to walk now. From Muzdalifah to Mina, we will say, by itna hissa pedal challo. Ungli katake shaheedo mein naam likhwa do. So from Muzdalifah to Mina, our tents, is roughly 45 minutes walk. Because our, our, our tents in Mina are right at the end, adjacent to Muzdalifah. And we come from Arafat and we are told to stay right at the end of Muzdalifah. So from, from where we will be spending the night in Muzdalifah to our tents is very short walk. 45 minutes, not too much. Slowly, slowly we will get to in the group. We will walk it to inshallah our tent. It will be morning as well because after Ishraq, we leave after Ishraq, there won't be too much heat as well. But we will try and keep some water with us if we need it along the way. We can have a drink it, inshallah. And uh, even in, during these days, try and keep some snacks with you and some necessary things. And stay hydrated. Drink as much water as you can. And drink laban. Laban means lassi. Lassi se, oh, jo yogurt ki lassi hai, isse neend bhi achi jati hai. Aur badan bhi thanda rehta hai. So drink laban if you can. I know it's sour, it's, it's uh, khatta hai, lekin wo bohut mufid hai. So if you can drink laban, it will give you nice sleep as well and relax as well. So, uh, inshallah we will keep, uh, you know, moving forth. When we come on Monday morning to our tents, our group leaders will tell us to rest for a bit, have a cup of tea, lie down, relax, go to sleep if you can. And they will give us a time that we will go for jam- Ramiya Jamara at so and so time. Maybe 10 o'clock, half past 10, 11 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Whatever time is fixed. So we have to get ready before that. Istinja Abuzur. And then we have to move for Jamarat. Now remember, the walk to Jamarat is quite long. There are two tunnels in between from our tent to there. So there is shade and there are fans in the tunnels as well. And a little bit of area without shade. And then we get to Jamarat. So we will pelt the stones. Now, there might be someone with wheelchair. I don't know Shwebhai, aapke group mein hai ko wheelchair wala. Aapare group mein shayad Haji sahab ko wheelchair ki zarur padegi. Dekhengi inshallah. Waisi, you know the walk is not that bad. Slowly, slowly, pura group saath lekar chalne ki try karenge. Lekin itna slow bhi nahi chal sakte. Zara thoda speed se bhi chalna padega. Kyunki agar itna slow chalenge to phir 2 ghandi lag jayenge. To phir jo medium pace se chalen, taake sab saath saath chalen aur saath saath rami karen. Normally what we do on the first day is we do Jamarat and then we try and take some transport back to Makkah. And we do find it, but that is not one whole bus. You know, we get small, small cars, not cars, minibuses, uh, 12-seater, 30-seater. So we try to send as many people as we can and they bring us around over here somewhere around Haram. Sometimes they drop us near the bridge. You know where we dropped off was Ziyarat? So we'll have to walk it from that bridge up to our hotel or maybe hotel first inshallah. 
Because on that day after Jamarat, we have to do four things on, that, on Monday. Number one, Shaitan. Number two, Qurbani. And number three, Halak or Qasr. And number four, tawaf is Okay? So, we will do Rami. And by the time we get to Makkah, our group leaders will call the Qurbani brothers and they will do our Qurbani. And it is hoped that by the time we get to Makkah, our Qurbani will be done. It might get a little bit late as they will instruct us inshallah, but we have to wait until the announcement is made that Qurbani is done. Then we can get halal inshallah. So go to the barber, shave your head, ladies trim your hair, and inshallah get halal. Have a shower, put your clothes on, and remember you are only 50% halal, semi-halal, not 100% halal. That means you can use soap, shampoo, clothes, perfume, but you can't approach your partner. Sexual intercourse is haram until you do your tawaf is yad. So you are only 50% halal. If you do some garbar, it will cost you highly. It will be one oot and you will have to do your hajj again later on. Because before tawaf is yarat, you have to control yourself. Okay? So there might be a gap. Sometimes qurbani is not done. And we have to stay in ihram until next day as well. It happened once. That qurbani was not done. And we had to stay in ihram throughout the night. It was done the next day. So you have to control yourself during this time. So, you are 50% halal. You put your uh, clothes on. And go to Haram Sharif. And do your tawafi ziyarat. And your sa'i. If you had not done it before. And if you had done it before. Then you only have to do your tawafi ziyarat. Now for tawafi ziyarat. There will be a huge rush. It is mustahab desirable to do tawafi ziyarat before Maghrib if possible. If not possible, you can do it at night as well. So if you stay on till Isha, like most likely we will be doing, then after Isha, you can go and perform your tawafi ziyarat. Normally, for tawafi ziyarat, it is hard to stick together. So we say, do it at your own convenience. Okay? So do it at your own convenience. If we can go together, we'll try but it's not necessary that we will be able to do it. Now, tawafi ziyarat is faraz. And always remember, the sawab of faraz is more than the sawab of nafil. Keep this principle in mind. Sawab of faraz is more than sawab of nafil. So the tawaf of ziyarat, tawafi ziyarat sawab will be more than the nafli tawaf we do now. Okay? I am saying this because there was this one, you know, some uh, audio message going around. That these 10 days of Zulhijjah are better than Ramzan days. And they say that keeping Roza and praying Tahajjud in these 10 days is better than keeping Roza in Ramzan and keeping praying Tahajjud in Ramzan. So I say this message is stupid message. Ramzan Roza is Farad. And these Rozas are Nafal. How can Nafal Rozas be better than the Farad Rozas? So this person is ignorant. He sounded like someone who is who's just into hadith and he took the hadith text and made his own conclusions. This is why we say you have to take masail from reliable muftis. Not even normal alims. Uh, from muftis. The muftis will give you the masail. Not even regular alim. Let alone someone who just knows a little bit text of hadith or who has read a few translations. So remember... The sawab of tawaf is yarat is much, much more, hundred thousands of times more than any nafli sawab. So make sure you do your tawaf is yarat with utmost concentration, with tawajjuh. 
with dhyan while you are focused on what you are doing. With, you know, without doing anything wrong in the tawaf. And you know one hadith says, Shaykh has narrated in fazail hajj that when a person goes through all these procedures of Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, Kankri, Qurbani, Halaq, and then tawaf is yarat. And when he finishes this seventh round of tawaf is yarat, an angel comes and pats between his shoulders. And he says, Istanifil amal. Restart your life. You've been given a fresh start. You can start your amal again. Your sins, which the angel was writing on your left shoulder, they've all been washed away. So, we have to do our tawaf is yarat with tawajjuh, with concentration, while we are focused. With regret, remorse on our past life, with repentance, tawbah, with seeking forgiveness from Allah. Allah, I need your forgiveness. I beg you for your forgiveness. Please forgive me. So, inshallah, in this manner, our tawaf is yarat is done, our sa'i is done. If it's left, go and do your sa'i. If you've done it before, you are relaxed, come back to your hotel after that, and then inshallah, you know, uh, relax. We will tell you what to do. Some people will want to go back to Mina, they go back to Mina. Last year, most people went back to Mina. Staying that night, between Monday and Tuesday, in Mina is Sunnah. Sunnah according to the Hanafi research. But according to the Shafi research, it's wajib. So if the Shafi stays in Makkah, he will have to give one dam. But Hanafi say it's Sunnah, so there will be reduction in Sawab of the Hajj, but there won't be any damsham on him. So, if those who can go back to Mina, it will be better if you can get back to the tents and spend the night there. But those who are elderly, sick, and they want to stay here, and their mahram want to give them company, then they can spend the night here, and they will have to look after themselves, because the majority of the group will be over there. And then if someone is unwell, unfit to return back to Mina, okay, Sometimes it happens that someone has caught flu and is unable to walk or someone has had some injury or some lady, elderly lady is not well and she wants to stay here. Then we will ask the masala to the ulama if they say yes this is genuine reason and she can stay here then the mahram will have to do nayabat for them. A deputy for their country on the following day. So he will have to do two countries, one for himself and one for the mahram or whoever is left over here in the hotel. So they can stay in the hotel for the following two days, they don't need to go back to Mina. But over here they will have to think, you know, provide food and everything for themselves. Because they will be alone, everybody will be there. So their food timings, they might go to the hotel, buy something from there according to their convenience or you can leave behind something for them which they can survive on for two days. Anyway, the most of the group will go back and there is great virtue in spending the next two days in Mina. On Tuesday, we have to pelt all three shaitans. If we are in Mina, we will walk into Jamarat, pelt the shaitan and go back to our tents. If we are in Makkah, those who are staying in Makkah stayed overnight, they have to take a bus from here or ride, get to Jamarat, do the shaitan, and then get to Khaimah uh, in, in, our, in, in our tents in Mina. <coughs> On the next day, Wednesday, Wednesday we will have to do shaitan again, three shaitans. And remember, at the first and the second Rami, duas are accepted. 
we will stand on one side and make dua for a little while and then move on to the next one. But the third shaitan, we have to keep moving, so we will keep moving. And inshallah we will make dua that, oh Allah, don't make this hajj my last hajj, bring me here again and again inshallah. And oh Allah, accept my hajj, be pleased with me. And we will make dua for ourselves, for our family. Allah is there for the taking, Allah will accept inshallah. Then we will come over here by Wednesday night, we will have one day to relax, which is Thursday, and then Friday morning, we will depart from Medina Sharif. And Hidayat for Medina Sharif departure will be given on Thursday, inshallah, before we leave. <coughs> Jazakallah Shwaib Bhai for reminding. Shwaib Bhai, mashallah, experience. So he reminds me, Mawlana Sahib, you forgot Tawafi Vidah. We have to do Tawafi Vidah before we leave. It is most virtuous to do Tawaf as close to your departure as you can. So if we leave on Friday morning, then we should try and do the Tawafi Vida as close to departure, maybe at night, Hajjud time, or maybe after Fajr if possible, and uh, uh, you know, whatever. Fajr ke baad mumkin nahi. Mufti Yunus Sahib is saying, no, it won't be possible. It'll have to be done at night. Because Fajr baad foran bas ajayegi ravangi ke liye. So we don't want anyone holding the rest of the congregation back. And remember this thing, you know, abide by the times, don't hold others back. Try and do your best to go according to the time given. So, at night, do your tawaf vida If you think that you won't be able to do tawaf vida on Thursday, and you want to do it on Wednesday, or even on Tuesday, or even on Monday, then you can do tawaf whenever you want. Uh, uh, sorry, you can do your tawaf vida which is wajib, whenever you want. The time of tawaf vida starts after you've done your tawaf So once you've done your tawaf you can do your tawaf vida anytime you want. Okay? And uh, the time limit for tawaf is the Maghrib of the 12th. You should do it on the 10th, which is Monday, or 11th, which is Tuesday, or 12th, which is Wednesday. So before Wednesday Maghrib, you have to do your tawaf ziyarat, which was first. If you haven't done your tawaf ziyarat by Maghrib, then you'll have to give one dam if you delay it. So tawaf ziyarat's time limit is between uh, Fajr of the 10th, which is Monday, and Maghrib of the 12th, which is Wednesday. In between this. And tawaf vida, there is no time limit. You can do it whenever you want to, but it's mustahab and desirable for the Hanafis to do it as close to departure as possible. For the Shafi'is, it's a bit strict. They, it's wajib for them to do it before they depart. If they do it very early, they even won't be counted. For the Shafi'i research, they have to do it, you know, as close to the departure as possible. So maybe their limit will be on, uh, you know, Thursday night, Tajjud time, after that, you know, uh, if they've done it before, on Tuesday, Wednesday, they'll have to repeat it. This is the Shafi'i research. Anyway, because we are some Shafi'is, that's why I have to mention the Shafi'i call as well. This is some tartib and some fazail and virtues of Hajj. There are some more necessities which our Mufti Yunusab will inshallah mention, and I will hand over the mic to him. Are there any questions, or shall we keep question afterwards? Afterwards. We will keep question after the Hidayat by a respected Mufti Yunusa.